the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. And hello there. Boy, oh boy, what a special show we have for you today. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, and guess what we're doing? We're coming together, and we have some topics that you're going to just absolutely love. Uh, Co-host Billy Alexander, Limitless Realms International Ministries is with me. Hey, Billy. Hey, Cass. We're going to have some fun talking. You know, this is a vital time in God's provision, but uh, it's also coming up soon um, at a world near you. It's called the Feast of Tabernacles. That has three different feast or festival representations in it, and the first part is called the Feast or Festival of Trumpets. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. It's called Rosh Hashanah, and it's actually coming up on oh, September 9th. Yeah, the evening of the 9th. Yeah. And then the we're going to talk about those Today. things because they have definite implications for what God is doing in the world now uh, and what he's about ready to do as he, shall we say, returns, Billy. Yes. We'll talk a little bit about that. But one of the things we like to do, first of all, I thought we would bring a shofar player in and to illustrate what the... Feast or Festival of Trumpets sounds like, and I'm going to, his name is Arnold Jackson, I'm going to have him uh, give a a three shofar blast, then we'll start the show. Then I want to introduce you to one of our longtime producers who's standing by to give a little bit of input of what's going on in other parts of San Diego. So Arnold, uh, uh, in preparation for Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, lay it on us, brother. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, in Israel, when that sound sounds, it uh, declares a number of things, Billy Alexander. Uh, it declares warfare, get ready. Yeah. It de- declares a feast time. It just declares a celebration. And it also, when you have a long blast, it declares beware. Yeah. The sun. The warning. Well, b- b- but it's also a fore- foretelling of the coming of the hey, Lord Jesus the, Christ. The sun is coming, right? <laughs> the sun is coming. Yes. Thank you, Arnold, for blowing the shofar with us. That was and great. Billy, you know, one of the things we like to do when we start the show, because we're going to have a good time talking about these upcoming feasts and festivals and their ramifications for us today and in these last days. But what we'd like to do, as you know, Billy, is we like to bring, get a sense of what's going on in San Diego County. And when we have certain people that we are related to or friends with, we have them call in and give a report. So you know Neil Fraser. I love Neil. Yes, yes, yes. He's at a 77-hour worship and praise gathering. <laughs> Neil, are you there? Neil Fraser. Yes, I am. <laughs> hey, Neil. Okay, so tell us a little bit about what's going on and where Hi. it's going on and how people can get involved. Neil Fraser, one of the producers of Come Together San Diego. Tell us. This event's going on at a home in El Cajon at 1640 Greenfield Drive. Okay, 1640. And what is it? It's 1640 Greenfield. And what's going on there? 
Greenfield Drive. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? And we're having a, as was mentioned, a 77 continuous hours of worship. And uh, we'd love to have more people come. It started yesterday morning at 7 o'clock in the morning, and it ends on Monday, Labor Day at noon. Okay. And, and so people, uh, this is a house, is it not? People can just come in. It's a, it's a, it's a house, that's, and the front door's open, ready to come in, and uh, uh, just move in through the house, and it's toward the back of the house, and there'll be people that'll, that'll hear if you come in out there as well. And uh, bring your instruments. If you have, if you play an instrument, bring it. Uh, if you have your voice, bring that. <laughs> and if you have a heart that loves God, bring that. Yes, yes, yes. And give us the address one that's more time. Mean, it's in El Cajon. Hang on. Thing it's thing an, it's on, in Greenfield Drive in El Cajon, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Give us the address one more time. Four zero one six four zero four zero Greenfield Drive, and there's a Greenfield Drive exit on the east end of El Cajon on. Interstate 8, and it's just about one block, one and a half blocks north of the freeway. So, my friend, if you love worship, God says in the last days he's going to build again the Tabernacle of David, which is 24-7 worship. And these guys there, and the, and do you, can you tell me the host's name the, the, at the house there? Larry Montefort. Larry Montefort. Larry Montefort. It's his home. Yeah, we interviewed him one time before. He had a did similar, another. yes. Yes. Okay. He did well, a similar event, seventy-seven hours, back at Fourth uh, of July. Yes. 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 Well, Neil Fraser, uh, one of our treasured producers here, thank you for joining us. And now, go worship, and we'll show worshipful things here on the radio show, and remember you as well, Neil Fraser. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, there you go. You know, that's this is going. This kind of thing, Billy, is going to increase, isn't it? Yeah, and it's happening all over San Diego region. Yes. I what, mean, twenty-four hour prayer and 24-hour worship. Yes. Worship is so important. And just like I wanted to mention about the, that tr- uh, shofar a while ago, yes. this is the time that uh, it, the scriptures will say, blessed are those that hear the joyful sound. Yes. And everybody on the radio today heard the joyful sound yes. of the shofar, yes. and that was the shout unto the Lord, yes. that, that wonderful shout, to wake us up. That's very good. You know, it's Psalm 89, actually. Yes. It says, blessed are the people who know the joyful yes. sound. And in, in the, I like the Amplified every once in a while. I like, to, I like I, that I, one, too. I'm a King James guy, but I like to go into the Amplified because it gives you a further understanding of what the Scripture says. Listen to this, my listening friend. It says in Psalm 89, blessed are the people who know the joyful sound, sound and understand the spiritual significance of symbolized by the feasts. Yeah. And, and, and in the Hebrew calendar, you realize that there are a number of feasts and festivals going on throughout the calendar year, the Hebrew calendar year. And as we understand those and embrace those, it will give us revelation on not only what God has done and inter- how he, the Father introduced the Son and the Holy Spirit yes. to us, but what he's just about ready to do. Yes. I mean, these fall feasts are all about the second coming of the Lord and for us to be ready for it. Him. And you said the fall season. I have to translate for her because she has an accent. The fall season. <laughs> yes, the fall feast. And they are feast of the Lord. They're not Hebrew feasts. They are the feast of the right, Lord. Right. That's what the scripture says. Yes, These are his feasts. They, and they're, they're totally biblical. They're throughout scripture. And they point to Jesus. Yes. Every single portion of the festivals point to Jesus. Yes, and, and those main feasts are... 
uh, Passover, Passover and yep. Pentecost and Tabernacles. Right. And in Passover, there's other sub-feasts or festivals in there, First Fruit and the Feast of, feast of Unleavened, Unleavened bread. bread. Those are part of the Feast of Passover. Those illustrate uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, His death, death and, and burial, burial and, and resurrection. resurrection. Uh-huh. And we've experienced those things in the natural through the feasts uh, and also spiritually speaking, through the actual coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, death, burial, and resurrection. So yeah. we've seen those things in the natural and spiritual. That's right. And we've experienced them in our hearts. And we've that, experienced that them in our hearts. Who are a blood ball. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So the scripture says, blessed, happy, and fortunate, and to be envied are those who know the joyful sound and understand the spiritual significance of the feast. They walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. So we've talked about the Feast of Passover. That's earlier on in the year. Yeah. And then 50 days later, there's... Wow. The <laughs> it's the Feast of Pentecost. It's Feast called Pentecost. Shavuot, but it's 50 days after resurrection. And do you know, it is so uh, wonderful because that tells all about the power of the Holy Spirit yes. coming yes. and being baptized in the Holy Spirit, but also uh, bringing his word and his spirit together. Oh, I like that. Yeah, really. I love that. And the supply of the spirit. Yes. We need to know that too. You know, a lot of people, they under they, they understand the book of Acts chapter 2. Yes. But they don't realize that the very that book of Acts chapter 2 begins when the feast or festival of Pentecost was fully come. Fully come. Fully come. So in other words, the Jews were celebrating the the actual celebration of Pentecost. Mm-hmm. But when the Feast of Pentecost was fully come, that means when the fullness of God's plan for Pentecost, uh, in that fullness of time, God had his son, the death, burial, and resurrection of his son, so that when Jesus left, the Holy Spirit came, and that was Acts chapter 2. It was actually the birthday of the church. Yes, it was. Yes, yes, wonderful. yes. And we celebrate, well, at least we have a working knowledge of Pentecost. A lot of churches don't really understand the depth and importance of that. Well, when Pentecost happened a few months ago, I was saying to pastors and leaders, do you realize what this is? This is the birthday of the church, Acts chapter 2. And many churches had no idea wow. of this. Wow. And so, but those two things have actually fully come to pass. They have come to pass already. And in the next segment and beyond, we're going to talk about that last feast and festival, which has not fully come to pass. No. But coming soon, my friend, to an earth near you, it's called, <laughs> it's called the Feast of Tabernacles. Yay. And we're actually festival. entering into that time right now yeah. in this season. So we're going to spend the, the next three segments talking about what that means to us and some lessons that God has buried into his truths in the scripture, in the feasts and festivals, in the celebrations, in the months. My friends, um, if you haven't dug into those truths found throughout the scripture, we're going to give you a treat because we're going to share with you what scripture says and how it will prepare you and I for the not only the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, but uh, the bridegroom coming for his Yay. bride. Yay. Ooh, and that deals with the Feast of Trumpets. We'll talk about that and a Day of Atonement and the actual feast and festival itself. My friend, Billy Alexander, you're with me for the whole hour, aren't you? I, I am here, and I'm just delighted to be here. <laughs> and if you, if you want to find somebody who knows how to excavate the Scripture, particularly the things, the Hebrew truths that God buried throughout Scripture, and it says, uh, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the honor of yeah, the kings, kings to find it out. Yeah, we're, see, gonna, we're going to dig. We're going to, and, and I know you're going <laughs> to dig it, treasure. my friend, as well. Billy Alexander stays with me as we talk about the feasts and festivals of the Lord and what they mean to YOU. And guess what? We'll be right back. This is Come Together. 
This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, thank you for coming back with me and co-host Billy Alexander of Limitless Realms International Ministries. I have loved this ministry for many, many years, and, and Billy Alexander heads this. She uh, and her husband, Daryl, founded this a number of years ago. And uh, I'll I tell you what, you know, there, there are a lot of churches in San Diego County, but very few of them actually uh, major on what Scripture says uh, uh, about feasts and festivals and the years and things like that. Billy and Daryl, Daryl passed away recently, but they, they have carried that baton and encouraged people to dig more deeply. And there's so much, Billy, there's so much revelation, isn't there? In- there, there is so much revelation on each page. It's when you begin to study your roots, your uh-huh. Hebraic roots, yeah. you begin to read the word in a whole nother light. Yes. It's, it's, like, it's like it has been hidden until it's been revealed. That's it's right. been concealed. Until it's been revealed. I like it. You know, yeah. Billy, in, in and in, in not Revelation, I'm on the wrong end of the book, I'm yeah. sorry, in Genesis yeah. chapter 1, actually, verse 14, it talks about that God created the sun and the moon and the stars for signs and uh, for seasons yeah. and for days and years. Mm-hmm. So, so, so God created, it tells us very early in the book that he created these things. We go, oh yeah, we understand the sun, moon, and stars for seasons because we can tell, you know, summer solstice or the winter solstice and things like that. But it's also... For signs, yes. uh, and Scripture says signs before seasons. So yes. it, it, signs are really important. A lot of times, we don't realize in in the months and in the and the celebrations in the Hebrew biblical calendar, those things foretell truths that we need to dig into. Oh, exactly. I mean, it, I mean, when I began to study the word on that, every portion became a sign to me. I mean, it was just. I mean, it was really supernatural how the Lord. Led and even you know we always do things with our calendar by the sun, the Gregorian calendar, yes. but the uh, the biblical calendar so is is lunar. is yeah, it's yeah, by the it's lunar and, lunar and by, and the, by, the, moon, by the festival, yeah, the right? Moon, and by the feast, the harvest moons, right. literally when the moon is full for harvest. Exactly, that was that was how they determined time. Yeah, and you know we've ignored that, <laughs> but now we're finding that out, yes. and it ma- it makes the Bible come alive. It does. It, I mean it it. it it calibrates us to God's timetable. That's right. Is what it does. And the things that we can learn as we go through those different seasons or the different, shall we say, uh, festivals and feasts and different months, we can learn things because God is not a God that does things uh, A equals B equals C. He goes, and that's a linear fashion. That's yeah. kind of a Greek mentality. But he does it kind of circular mentality so he uses signs he uses seasons and jesus uses the parables yeah and and all these different things have are burgeoning with truths and if we can dig into them then we can uh, understand his character and we can understand his plans for us exactly so when we talk about the calendar let's talk a little bit about where we are in the hebrew calendar right now we're we're in a we're in a month uh, uh it's called elul yeah the very end of elul and it's a wonderful month. It's a preparation for the month. Is this month the sixth? Of, uh, the sixth this is month. The sixth month on the Hebrew uh, calendar. On the Hebrew calendar, yes. the biblical calendar. And so um, it's very important this past, this whole month, they've been, it's, uh, if you were in Israel, you'd be hearing a uh, shofar blowing every single day. Uh, like we and heard it, this day during like the beginning of the ago. show. <laughs> yes, because it's awakening. 
is awakening and, and preparing the every person for the new year, which is coming in yes. Tishri. Yes. And so um, it blows. I mean, it, it shouts. It, it blows every single day. And so I love Elul because it... There is, uh, it means I am my beloved and he is Ooh. mine. Ooh. It's so beautiful because it is said that the king is in the field. Yes. He is very accessible yes. this month. And, um, it's a, it's really beginning a divine romance with his bride is what it really is. Yes. He is coming to her. Yes. And, and the, and the scriptures will show us that in Tishrei and right, those are the signs that he will be coming for her yes. at some point, yes. you know, but yes. we're in preparation. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. You know, some teachers uh, say that uh, this is, or this, especially this upcoming feast and festival of, 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 uh, of tabernacles, like the Feast of Trumpets is part of it and the Day of Atonement is part of it and the actual festival and feast itself is part of it. They call it kind of like a dress rehearsal. Yes. And because the other, we talked about in the beginning of the show that the other two main feasts, Passover and Pentecost, have actually come to pass in the natural and spiritual. Yes. The only one of the three main feasts that has not fully come to pass mm-hmm. is the Feast of Tabernacles, which we are entering into now. I'm not saying this upcoming Feast of no. Tabernacles no. is going to be the biggie. No. But it's preparing us. And I don't know how many more dress rehearsals we're going to get, Billy Alexander. You know, this is what's so good of God. He he prepares his people yes. when, you know, he's, he says, I'm coming back. Yes. I mean, and I love Matthew 25. Yes. I mean, God really placed that in my heart years ago, many, many years ago about the 10 virgins yes. and five, they were all asleep at one time. Yes. Five were awakened and filled their lamps with oil and the other ones slept and did not have enough oil. Oh my. And when the bridegroom came, it was a shout, the bridegroom is coming. Yes. And all of a sudden, he came, and he came for those that were prepared. And ready. The ones that were ready, prepared, and had their lamps full of light and oil. Oil. And so that is why these dress rehearsals are yes. so important, because it prepares us to stay in tune, to stay ready, to stay looking, to stay watching. Yes. You know, to stay alert. Yes. And to enjoy him even now. Yes. You know, the Spirit of God is giving us uh, a great touch, um, uh, like a, a spoonful of what it's going to be like yes. during these festivals. That's mm-hmm. why we want to drink and love uh, to enjoy them now in the spirit by faith, because one day yes. the marriage supper of the Lamb yes. will be all ready for that yes. when he comes. Yes, and you know, I, I that was it's one of the sadder scriptures, is the, the ten... Uh, the ten Brides, the five that didn't. Five, five wise and five foolish yes. virgins. I go. That is so sad. And you know, uh, you know. Let me let me tell you, my friends. We've got a, a, about three or four minutes in this segment. But this whole thing is tied to the feasts and festivals. The feasts in 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 biblical times are the same feasts, uh, festival uh, harvests that are going on now. Yeah. And the the, pe- the Passover harvest was wheat, and the Pentecost was barley. Yeah, was, was barley, barley. Mm-hmm. and the, and then the in the Pentecost harvest was wheat. And those are grains, but the last one is the harvest of the fruits. And the two main fruits that were harvested back in the day were olives and grapes. So it reminds me of when you talk about the five wise and the five foolish virgins and they had their lamps. What did they trim them with? They trimmed them with oil. And where does oil come from? 
It comes from the time frame when the during that olives harvest, are right? harvested, right? And um, and, and then that's what they use to trim their lanterns. And my friends, I was all I'm always been kind of sad for the five that didn't get the message. But you know, my friends, the scripture said that the wise told the foolish, "Go buy oil." Go buy. You know, I don't know how much time is left, but my friend, go buy the oil. Yes. And part of the oil is understanding God's time frame and his character. Yes. And boy, if anything and, does that, the feasts and festivals do. And that's about, that's what trimming your wick means. You know, your wick can get low. It doesn't have a light. Yes. You know, you want to trim it so that you'll burn and blaze for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> we we want to get where the Spirit of God is. We, you know, And the Spirit of God's being poured out in, in San Diego. Look there's around. no excuse yes, for, for anyone to have a lamp that's not fil- filled with oil right now. Ooh. Yes. We, we, we need, my friend, uh, This is. I hope you don't mind the symbolism of this, but God talks in symbols. He talks in shadows and types and parables. And and this is something that he has put in the Bible since Genesis. He's yes. put it in all the way through, and yes. we need to pay close attention to this. Yes. You know, Billy, we're going to talk some more okay. about this because it breaks. We're going to talk. We've talked a little bit about the leading up to and the introduction of the the Feast of Tabernacles, which includes the Feast of Trumpets, includes the Day of Atonement, and includes yes. the actual Feast and Festival itself. We're going to be talking more about that in future segments because uh, we've got, we've got a little bit of time left in this segment to set the stage for that. Okay. But the truth of the matter is, uh, we're coming up to things that we need to know about. Yes. And the, you know, I've always loved to st- study eschatology and things like that. But when I realized the truths that are di- buried in the feasts and festivals, I go. Whew, this Everything's is- got to line up to that. <laughs> you yes. know, a lot of people have a lot of. Uh, revelation and and they speak and we nobody really has quite you know like i can't say mine is the absolute truth and yours isn't uh it's uh, it's about revelation that god's given to us but uh i do believe that he gave the festivals as a sign to say if you'll stay and look at those these are perpetual and these are signs that will lead you on the path to make sure that you are ready when I come. I like it. So let me requote this Psalm 89, uh-huh. uh, the uh, amplified version, because we'll go use this to launch out of this segment and, and, and uh, prepare for the next segment. Psalm 89, 15 says, Blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied are those who know the joyful sound that understand the spiritual significance symbolized by the feasts. They walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. Wow. Wow. My friend, uh, we're going to spend some more time uh, opening the revelation about the feasts and festivals and what it not only has meant to the Hebrews back in the days up to now, but what it will mean and means to us now and into the future. So, Billy Alexander, I'm glad you're with me. Oh, I love being here. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have fun, and we will be right back. All right. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And we are back. Billy Alexander, so much fun. I knew when you came in, we would just be visiting and chatting because this is the stuff that you and I talk about a lot, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, for a long time, for 
20 years. Yeah, 20, 25 years or something (laughs) like that. You know, my friend, we're we're glad that you're back with us because we're chatting a little bit about some of God's favorite topics. Yes. Actually, the feasts and festivals. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a little bit about Passover and uh, also Pentecost. Now we're leading up to this time, which is probably the most favored festival of of all of them. I know that's hard to believe, but the truth of the matter is, Everything else set the stage for this last festival in the natural. Jesus is coming back for a bride that is ready, and he's going to be, the Bible talks about the fields are white and ready for harvest. Pray for the the harvesters. This is the time we're in right now. Yeah, we're in this time, and we're like, (laughs) like there's an expectation right now in the hearts of God's people, I believe. Again, because there was a season, we stopped looking for Jesus to come back. Yes. He said he warned us about that. Yes, yes. We yes. don't want to be that. We want to be ready when he comes back. Yes, and you know, I, I spend a lot of time, eschatologically speaking, digging into things, you know, and going, oh, someday these things are going to happen. Someday these, you know, if you look at Scripture and you also look at the signs of the times, I mean, look at the news, my friends. You'll see, you know, even brothers and sisters against one another in wars and rumors yeah. and wars and all this kind of stuff going on right now. Yes. I mean, people have talked about the end times for a long time. But I think we're at the one of the final clicks of that the 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 red hand on the clock going midnight approaches. I'm talking symbolically speaking. <laughs> That's right, the midnight hour. Yes. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. So we spent some time talking about the two other feasts that have already come to pass mm-hmm. in the natural and the spiritual. And this third one, my friend, is called the Feast of Tabernacles. It carries three different elements within it: the feast or festival of trumpets. And Arnold, at the beginning of the show, blew the shofar three different times to set the stage for, it, it says, it, the, the Feast of Trumpets says, wake up, prepare, because something of importance is happening. Not only mm-hmm. prepare for the feast, but in this particular essence is prepare for the coming of the Lord. Prepare ye the way. Yes, prepare ye the way. You know, um, I, I, was wonder, I was thinking about this the other day. We had the most wonderful festival. Can I say, sure. say this? Sure. Um, uh, in 2002, we had down at um, Mission Valley uh-huh. in a big, white, beautiful tent. Yes. About 700 and something people, I think. Uh, 40-something nations came together and celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles. Yes, yes, yes. And it was amazing. And I think, when I was thinking about that, that began to s- set um, a, uh, a current and a precedence yeah. in the spirit realm where more and more people began to study their Hebraic roots and began to understand, hey, Jesus is coming back, and he is. Um, and these are things that we need to study and bring into our lives. Yes. You know? It's not like it's going to, the scripture says, not that you are caught by surprise. Right. So he gives us these things as we, we call it dress rehearsals or lessons, uh-huh. and it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the honor of kings. Bible says, Bible, Bible says that we're kings and priests. So that's right. our honor, our responsibility to that's do. Right. And, you know, if you're even a passing Bible student, when you start getting into these things and you realize the truths of eternity right. are found in this book called His Scripture. Yes. And he's actually, the things that the New Testament believers did is they dug into the Old Testament truths. They didn't have the New Testament. They just, they had Holy Spirit and the written word. Yes. So, uh, you know, that that's what they use to discover things, Holy Spirit and the written word. And those two things agree. Yes. And this is the time frame where we're coming up to the the festival of trumpets, uh, Rosh Hashanah, it's called. Yes. And uh, 
what does this mean in the, in the spiritual sense right now, Billy? Well, there's, there's a word out there that uh, is a Hebrew word. It is teshuva. 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 It means return. Or repent. And repent yeah, return. or return. Uh-huh. And it's to um, return unto me. Return unto me is what God is saying. Return unto me with your whole heart. Yes. Return unto me with your spirit. Return unto me with your body. Return and repent. Change your mind. Change your way of thinking. Quit going your own way. Quit doing your own thing. Yeah. Hey, I, it's, it's time to turn to me, you know, mm-hmm. with your whole heart. Yeah. And so I, um, I think that that is the sound we're hearing in the shofar mm. is teshuva. That's a big sound. Beckoning right us back. Beckoning us to come. Yes. Come. It, it's a drawing. He says, it, you know, um, if you will draw near to me, I will draw near to you. <laughs> so we're drawing near to him, and we can feel the presence yes. of God. He's hovering over this region right yes. now. And, you know, that hovering is forming. Hey, now listen, he's forming a tabernacle in the spirit right now over us. He's forming something over us. And because uh, Feast of Tabernacles is all about the habitation of God. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the sweetest thing. Yes. It's about when the Lord comes and abides yes. with us. Yes. Now, Holy Spirit is here in abiding with us as well. But there's a there's a, even a fuller revelation of that when not only you're abiding with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is kind of like the one who says, the sun is coming, the sun is coming. So yeah. he's, he's actually preparing us yes. for that time frame. Yes. And on top of that, you know, there's... A, it's it's points to the day that there'll be a thousand year reign on the earth. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. See, I mean that everything we do is pointing to something else. Yes, you know, and so this beautiful habitation is. Uh, oh, we'll talk about that probably in the next yes. segment about the sukkahs. Yes, the hey, sukkahs. The, yeah, I mean those temporary. Little hut. That's right. It, that points to something. Yeah, and that's the that you're talking about. Like the Day of Atonement was the time where where you went into the sukkah and you had that intimacy. Uh, it's a time of great intimacy. Um, and the trumpet, the, the feast of trumpet, is actually proclaiming now's the time to enter in. Well, to enter in. Uh, the deal about in the Day of Atonement is so wonderful. I mean that that's when we're, you know, the Jewish people particularly. That is the the biggest day in their their walk, yes, because they are washed and clean, yes, cleansed, and cleansed of all sin, all sin, you know. And but, but when that last day of a, uh, the day of atonement, Yom Kippur is over, you can hear something in Jerusalem if you ever been over there, and it's the sound of the hammer because they begin to build their sukkahs the <sighs> second. That day of atonement is over because it points to that eternal place in him. They're forgiven, and now they want to abide with him. That's right. It's and, really precious. And let's relate that, of course, to the, the, the Christian because we, right. we are forgiven. Yes, we're and, forgiven. And, but there's a, one piece of the component that we haven't seen yet. That's the intimacy with the bridegroom. Well, that's the biggest part. My, my. That's the biggest part that the Lord is revealing right now, how important it is to come away into that hidden place, that secret place, yes. that place in him that is preparing us for our eternal time with him. You and know? so, and we're at the point right now where we have to 
be aware of what's coming and and make preparations. My friends, if you if you you're just living your life and you're going well, I've got an insurance policy and that's fine, and and, and that's fine to have an insurance policy. But God wants us, He built us to have much more than just an insurance policy. He built us to have intimate relationship one with another. He's not, he, you know, something. I'm not satisfied with my relationship. Yeah. I want more and more and more of the Lord until He's fully. I'm, I am fully full, okay? <laughs> and that's what t- Tabernacles is about. It just pulls us into a place in him where he is refilling and filling us. And with the intimacy of that place of relationship with the bridegroom and yes. a bride, yes, I yes. mean, that's different than just being a believer, Yeah. okay? Just being a Christian. He's preparing a bride. Yes, and that's what we've been built for. Actually, that's you know, what we were made for. It's like it's like we're we're on a a, a two wheel bicycle, but we've got the training wheels. He says it's time to take these things off and to, to live life like you know have intimate relationship with you. That's what he built you for. He built it, and he also wants to share his authority with the bride. Oh, that's so good. I mean, one day we will rule with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is why he has called us unto him. I mean, he he always wanted an intimate partner yeah i mean that's why he made adam that's right and it, but but you know they failed in that and then the last adam came yeshua came and there's just been this constant 2000 year pull yes. for us to pull back into the place that god originally intended us yes. to be and this 2000 years is not only to allow the gentiles we yes. who are not of hebrew uh, derivation or dna to uh, bring us in, but it's all now. This is the time where the Gentiles and the Jews need to come together as that united bride. One new man. One new man. One new man wow. is happening in him, and we have to listen. Uh, the church has to come alive on that one. Okay, the yes. church has to wake up on that because sometimes you know we think that we have all the answers and and they had their opportunity. And we have all the answers, but it's together this is going to be. It's going to be uh, grafted into this wonderful vine, the olive, this, yeah, this the olive, olive yes, yeah. tree. Yes. You know, Jesus was crucified on that olive tree. Oh, my, my. I mean, aren't we, weren't we crucified on the olive yes. tree, broken into an olive tree? Yes. I mean, this is a part of our heritage, yes. and we're pulling every bit of it right now. Yes. You know, if we were raised, if we were crucified with him— we were buried with him, and we're going to be raised, raised with, with him. him. And rule and reign and with him. And rule and reign with him. We're going to talk more about this. Woo. I know you're getting excited, my friends. I know we are, but we're going to have to wait for commercials to finish, and then we'll <laughs> come right back. So don't go away, because Billy Alexander with Limitless Realms, International Ministries, and me, Kaz, will come right back. <laughs> more Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. Well, thank you. We're glad to be back. Billy Alexander, Limitless Realms International Ministries, and me with Come Together San Diego. We were talking about a topic that uh, I've loved for a long time. Billy, I know you have. That's one of the magnets that brought us together. It, it's, it's caused us to be almost best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it's the topic of the feasts and festivals of God. 
my friends, uh, the first three segments we kind of set up for this thing. This is the this is the pièce de résistance. <laughs> this is this is the biggie right here, yes, and this is, is what God he's, he's saying the same thing. Yeah. My church, this is the biggie. Are you yeah. getting ready? Yeah, there's seven feasts of the Lord uh, when they're broken down. Of, the, uh, of, of these, of, yes. of the three, there's yeah. there's total some, of seven. Seven, and it takes seven to describe the fullness <laughs> of Jesus. Come yes. on, yes, I mean, yes, yes. he's coming back, but the fullness of him, it takes each one of those uh, truths yes. that's in each feast so to quickly, describe him. Passover. Uh, Passover is uh, all about his blood and, and his and love first and fruits. his forgiveness and his deliverance. Yes. And so there's a feast of Pas- Passover and first fruits. And first fruits is all about his resurrection, which yeah. is, I mean, without his uh, resurrection, the crucifixion wouldn't really have been. Yes, 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 you yes, know, yes. And then Pentecost is all about him going. When he rose again, he sent back his Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. It's about the pap- baptism of yes. the Holy Spirit. So we have Passover, which is uh, first fruits and the Feast, Feast of, of Unleavened, unleavened, unleavened bread. bread. So those that are the three. Burial. You talk about seven. The mm-hmm. next one is 50 days later, yeah, and that's Pentecost. Pentecost. Yes, and that's the... The and, giving of the law, the yes. giving of the word of God, and you, the giving of the Holy Spirit. Yes, which brings us to the final now, feast, the, which we are gearing up for. Now the natural the natural feast is happening soon, Yes, and it begins, uh, on, I, I believe it was the, the 9th of September, the evening of the 9th. It's the launching of the final festival period of time, which begins with the Feast of Trumpets. We talked about trumpets yes. in the last segment, but then it goes into... Day of Atonement, yes, and it goes into the actual feast and festival of celebration. Yeah, after Day of Atonement, five days later, for a whole week of Ooh. celebrating Feast of Tabernacles. Yes, so we want to talk about the finale here. The, yes, so we've we talked a little bit about uh, the trumpets. Now the finale is actually the intimacy tied to the Day of Atonement. Yes, and then launching us into the actual wild and crazy celebration. Wow. Well. Now, which portion are we talking well, about? Well, let's talk a little bit about the Day of Atonement because we can't get to the full celebration okay. before the consummation of the Let, Day of Atonement. Let's look at the word atonement. Okay. At one minute. As in becoming <laughs> like one. As becoming in, one. It's a word, echad. Uh-huh. Echad is the word, and it's becoming one with him. This is where we'll, this, we've done this by faith, yes. but now we'll become. One with him. It's, it's kind of like Genesis when he says, let's make man in our image and yeah. likeness. That was the original intent. Yes. And we kind of messed it up. Yes. He goes, well, this is the culmination of me bringing you guys We back. will be like him. Ooh. Absolutely. Ooh. Scripture yeah. says it does not yet appear what we shall be, yes, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like, like him. him. And then those who have this within their heart, they purify themselves even as he is pure. Now, that that is for today. Ooh. That that needs to be meditated on. Even, you know, uh, meditating on him in the word. Yes. When you behold him, you become like him. Yes, yes. I mean, that's why we stay in the mirror of the word of God. Yes. Somebody once said that you become like that which you worship. Right. And a lot of people are worshiping other things. Ooh. And so you know, they become like that. They manifest those character traits. What we want to do is we want to be like Christ and manifest his character traits. Boy, that's right. And 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 he he tells us. He says, you know, that we can be like him yes. as we as we behold him. Yes. And this is why worship is so beautiful in the region right now. Yes. There is a, there is a loose uh, uh, something that's been released in San Diego County yes. of the spirit of worship. And because we're worshiping, we're becoming one. Yes. We see it works together for the body and with him. 
Yeah. You know. I always, the scripture that I like is God will inhabit the praises of his people. Yes. And the more we praise and worship him, the more he inhabits us. Yes. And the more he inhabits us, the more we're like him. Yes. And it's just kind of a wonderful cycle, I, isn't it? Well, it, you use that word, cycle. Cycle. It's, it's actually like a spiral star- staircase, these feasts. We are ascending in a circle, ascending with every year that we that we go into a new year. And we're yeah. about to go into 5779. 5779, yes. 5778, we're in it right yes. now, and we're about yeah. ready to make the transition. Right. And don't be confused, though this is will be this coming up the seventh month in the Hebrew calendar. They're, they work on two calendar, calendars. I'm not going to go into great no. depth there, but one is a religious <laughs> for, calendar and one's yeah. a civil calendar. And one's for months and one's for years. Yes. It's, it's just, that's but, how they but do it. But this is, this is coming up, this 5779 yes. is yes. the transition from this year into the next, and that happens also during the same festival and feast. Yes, and it's it's at the end of a decade. I mean, we had a whole decade of the IN. IN means seven, and it was fifty-seven seventy-eight. Now we're fifty-seven seventy-nine. It's all about seeing yes. God is giving us His eye. Yes, it's what it is. It's what He's given His people His eye. But this this year is going to be fifty-seven seventy-nine. It's IN Tet. And it's about the goodness of oh, God. Yeah. Oh, bring in everything that we've learned so far over this decade and seeing we're pulling it in to a fullness fullness and the culmination of the goodness of God. Let's talk about the fullness and the culmination of God because we've got maybe four four minutes oh. left in this. Can you believe the hour goes no. so quickly? <laughs> but I, I, I want to start, conclude with this wonderful plan that God has about ready to culminate and we are in the most wonderful times in history. In yes. not only history as we know it, but biblical history. Yes. As, as in the beginning of time to the end of times. Yes. We're, we're there. Yeah. And so it's an opportunity for us to just, now, now's the time for us to prepare, 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 yeah. and then have that, begin that intimate relationship because he's coming very soon. Yes, he's he, coming soon. Yes. And, and, you know, what he's doing too is that he's pouring out some new wine. Good. You know, this well, is a, this, this is, is a wine this is a harvest. Se- this is the this, season of yeah. the harvest of the, yeah. the, the 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 olives and the and the grapes, which is the, are the wine exactly. And the, and, and the new and wine the is you know, oil. uh it, it is so beautiful because he's going to pour the new wine in a new wine skin. That's right, so. and that is what that's the preparation we've been going through, <laughs> so that we can get the new yes. uh, portions of yes. the Lord for this season that we're in. I mean, he's opening our eyes to see depths of the regions and the depths yes, and yes, dimensions yes. of God. I mean, he's preparing us to go yes. into those realms. My friends, you sense in your life, you, you sense that there's some things culminating here. That's God working on you. Yeah. That's God working on you, and he's saying, now is the time. And so he's not going to give you the wine until he's prepared the uh the wine, skin. the wine skin, and that's what he's doing. He's making us into new wineskins so yeah. we can handle this because what he's going to pour in is going to be absolutely remarkable. We've got about two minutes. How would you like to bring I this to a close? I want to say this uh, because I know we've got the government coming on in the next segment. We do. It. And, and we need the new wine for the government. Yes. Of, you know, the government of God is coming over the earth, and we understand that, but we've got natural government coming, and, and this is why... Christians, it's so important for believers to get involved in this day, to be in, involved in in portions of every portion of yes. life. Yes. But government is a big deal uh, right now, and um, supporting godly and conservative truths. 
and we need to pray for the new wine that's coming in conservatives, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right? And so in the next segment, we're going to be bringing the Salt and Light Council right. in with us. Uh, Robin Ellis is one of the team members, and Dran Reese, one of my favorite people. We're going to be bringing on politicians who are actually doing this. And it's so timely because we're talking about pre- preparation for this big big harvest. Yeah. And God wants to have all these different things in place as yeah. he returns. Yeah. And government is one of those things. Government is so important because we're talking about kingdom rule right now, right? Yes. yes. We're talking about that. And we're going to have to get people in, in the right position to, so that your voice can be heard. Yes. Uh, I mean, we've allowed we've allowed the church, we've allowed other voices other than godly conservative thought. Yes. And so now it's a stirring. That's a part of the shofar. Yes. It's waking us up to be a part of every every portion of life. <laughs> I mean, education and you know, and, I mean, even entertainment, part, like entertainment, broadcasting, every, yeah, all the mountains. Yes, you know, all the mountains. Right? We, we talk about that another time, but. but we're, we're talking about the harvest. The, yes. the harvest is coming. The harvest yes. is coming. And it's not only the, the church environment, but it's everything, yeah, every, it's every, every environment that you walk through. Exactly. My listening friend, I hope you're thrilled by what you've heard so far. And it's one aspect of the preparation. And Billy set the stage wonderfully for the next hour because we're going to talk about government and what you and I can do, my friends, as far as government involvement and how we can encourage other people who are entering into that arena to be successful and to link arm in arm with others who have this heart cry as well. My friends, Billy Alexander, thank you for joining us. Limitless Realms, what's the website quickly? Limitless uh, Realms. Limitlessrealms.org. Or is no, it dot- LimitlessRealmsintl.org. Oh, oh, thank you. LimitlessRealmsintl.org. Yeah. Visit that. You will find yeah. out more about Billy and yeah. the Limitless Realms vision for things. And my friends, stay with us because we're going to, and Billy, I'm going to have you just kind of sit in, sit in with, I, our, I with, a, with the salt and light people because okay. you could give color commentary. But we have politicians and people who are running for office. Yeah. We're going to find out more about them Good. and what you can do to, what you can do to be armed and prepared yeah. to vote wisely. And the biggest thing is to pray. That's right. Ooh. Well, Billy, thanks for, jo- to thank be you here. for joining us. We'll be right back with more stuff on Come Together San Diego. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. God loves San Diego, and God loves you, too. This is FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise, KPRZ, San Marcos, Poway, and K29CR, Encinitas. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come together, San Diego, with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world. Yes, we're already in the second hour. Hard to believe, isn't it, my friends? We're talking about so many exciting things that deal with what's going on in these last days. And one of the things that's going on right now is God not only wants to have his church back, but he wants to have America back. And one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to talk about that. I want you to meet Dran Reese, one of my favorite people. She's with Salt and Light Council. God stirred her to to, uh, begin Salt and Light Council for the very purpose of letting people know what's going on in the world and to how to circumvent the things that are not God things. And so I appreciate you, Dran. Good for good to have you with me. 
Yeah, it's good to be here. Thank you, Kat. We're going to spend the whole hour talking about uh, governmental things. You talk about other things as well, but we're going to spend this time focusing on governmental things. And Robin Ellis is another good friend. She works with you on Salt and Light Council, as do a number of other people. Robin, good to have you. Thank you. Good to be here, Kat. It's a pleasure. And I've also asked Billy Alexander to, every once in a while, if she has something she wants to share with us to kind of chime in. So you're still here, aren't you, Billy Alexander? I'm here, Kat. <laughs> well, let's begin. Dran, by talking, because let me let me tell you, my listening friend, what we, what we have planned for this hour, we are going to be bringing in not only uh, uh, politicians, but people that are running for office that's going to deal with San Diego County, it's going to deal with California, and it's going to deal with the United States. So I want you to pay close attention to the people we bring in, uh, in in the following segments, because these are people, many of them are people that, that are in your district or your or, or you're in their district or they're in yours, and you're going to be voting for them. We want you to get, have some ammo for that. But also we, 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 we call a person a governor, running for governor as well. Yes. And we, of course, know who, the, who that candidate is. Yes, John Cox. He will John be Cox us. is going to be with us in, in, in the second segment. So while we're here, why don't we spend a little bit of time. I, I have tracked you from afar with great admiration with what you're doing with Salt and Light Council. Give kind of a very brief overview because we want to go zero right into the government component, Dran Reese. Sure. Well, the Salt and Light Council, what we do is we train and equip churches and Christians to be salt and light biblical citizens in the community and in their churches. And what that endeavors to do is to help the Christians to know who to vote for, uh, how to uh, assess the information, but more than that, to get involved and to get engaged Obviously, starting first with prayer being the number one so good. Uh, component of being salt and light. You know, one of the things I've noticed, you, you have a lot of high-quality people teaming up with you. Uh, Robin Ellis is one of those, and I, I wanted to have you come on, Robin, because you were the one who were, was doggedly pursuing me, saying, we need to have some political things. You and a number of other people, I have to, uh, the uh, Salt and Light Council descended upon me, basically, and said, we need to have this on the air. It didn't take long to convince me because I know we're coming up to November and some major, major things going on, not only candidates, Dran, but also different proposals and different uh, different things like that. So, uh, and Salt and Light Council plays a big role in informing people. Yes, we have to really pay attention to this election because uh, Donald Trump just met with some evangelicals at the White House, yes. and he said that this election is going to show the faith of America. Oh, say that again. This election is going to show the faith of America. And my friend, I hope that you, your faith is joined with other people of faith and that uh, God's voice through you is heard. Well, if we don't as Christians step up to put the godly in office, we're going to wind up with, with what we currently have, and that's a, a government where the people are groaning. And in California, oh, we my. are groaning big time. Yes. We have a, a, an out-of-control debt crisis here. And the people are groaning. It takes two uh, families, two, two uh, people in the family to go out and work to just afford one income to pay for their house. Yes. So we have to fix issues like this. That's the reason that we're going to have uh, John Cox on today. He's going to talk about how we can flip this state. This state is out of control. Yes. So we're talking about not only state races, but also things that impact, um, that, that impact the nation because we've got uh, people that are vying for positions in the congressional districts. Sure, and we'll talk about some of those. Of course, we have Diane Harkey. Uh, 
The big issue here with Salt and Light is the fact that all of the candidates that you're going to hear from today have signed the Salt and Light Council Families First Pledge. Now, I'm this looking is very at it right important. now, Dran. Right, because usually we only hear from candidates when they talk about economic issues. Yeah, they want to talk issues. about things that, right. but, but I, I've, I've seen with you uh, the content of character series, and right. I, I, you had some people that were uh, vying for different political offices and positions, and I, he- I heard you say, if you haven't signed this, you're not going to you're not going to get our endorsement. And uh, and to me that was remarkable because let me just I'm going to run past these quickly because we have just a couple of minutes left. But here's what the Salt and Light Council Family First Pledge says: uh, I I will vote to preserve the right of uh, conscience for all citizens, including their freedom to practice the tenets of their faith. That's a biggie. These these guys have to guys and girls have to sign this. Uh, I will vote to protect innocent human life. Oh, thank you, uh, uh From conception all the way to natural death, and I will vote to defend the natural family and natural marriage. Come on, yeah, and Robin Ellis said, "Amen." amen. <laughs> and the foundational building blocks of society. These are indeed, and to vote to restore the natural right of parents to determine the best way to educate. I'm starting to weep a little bit, to educate and raise and care for their children. And uh, this person promises to vote to enact free market e- e- economics uh, and policies uh, that empower our families to achieve their highest potential. Thank you for putting this this uh, Families First Pledge together. And I thank all the uh, people that are running for office who have agreed to sign this. this. They're kind of putting their name on the dotted line, aren't they, Dred? Oh, they sure are. And what happens is that we can hold our elected officials accountable. accountable. I like yes. it. And really the ones that are willing to sign this are the candidates that we want to see in office because this is a statement of faith they're signing on the dotted line. And it, this is good for the Christian community to, to know who these people really are at the core of their soul. And so I'm great, very grateful for everyone that does sign the Family First Pledge because it allows us as Christians to know who to vote for. I want to make sure that I say this, that the Salt and Light Council has... On our webpage, we have voting and election tools. So anyone out there who's confused, who do I vote for yes. or what do these people stand for? On our website, you can we have uh, eight different voter guides that they can <laughs> contrast and compare to find out who to vote for. That's very is special and exciting for the electorate here in California. And I bet when you track this over elections, the, your your page is particularly a lot more hits during this time frame when it comes voting because this is a go-to source. Well, the thing that I don't love is the fact that <clears throat> some people will ask their brothers and sisters the night before the election, who do I vote for? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I call those people low-information voters. Come on. And so what we have to stop doing is we have to look at voting as a privilege and a responsibility and it's also scriptural because the the Lord says in Exodus 18:21, look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate a bribe, and place them, place those men over people as chiefs. And the Lord is telling us clearly that we are to be involved in the elective franchise. We are to vote, and we're to vote for godly men to be in office and to hold them accountable. Yes, hey, and, and, and I, Robin can thoughts? I just say, and it's a shame that we had to get to this. I mean, this used to be common. Yes. We, we, we didn't have to question it. Right. Um, we've lost this. And so we've let some ungodly come in and 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 we've had some people who said they were trustworthy and and they weren't they weren't well there's a level and so of, we need to to have this standard to hold them to yes a level of accountability but yes, the one accountability. thing that i would say also is the time is coming where the creator of the universe is going to yes. you know judgment must begin yes. in the house of the lord but yes. uh, there's a time where we really have to 
realize that we're going to have to make our stand and everything that we promised and did to be a reflection of God's character through our character. And Billy, I know you may want to say a brief word. We've got about less than a minute, but any thoughts, Billy Alexander? My thought was um, about what you said about November and how uh, this is probably the most important time that we've ever had in America when, when, it's required of us to do something in November, yeah. not to sit back. And a lot of people don't do those midterms, and it's time for the church to rise up and, and really get out of the midterm vote. Yes, yes, Dren? Well, Proverbs 29, 2 says, When the godly are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked are in power, they groan. And frankly, we are groaning. groaning. Yes. We, are we are groaning. Moaning. In California, this yeah. is our one shot right here, and it's amazing that our next guest, made it into the top two when this state has set us up yes. never to have one of our candidates in office. This is a miracle of a God miracle. you're about to see. Yes, yes, yes. Here. So uh, in about uh, 30 seconds, give an encouragement of what people are going to be hearing in the rest of the, these segments. We're going to be talking with different uh, politicians and people just running for office. And uh, I'm going to ask you, Dran, to help lead these conversations because you've already grilled, I mean, talked with <laughs> <laughs> these people. So I, I want our listeners to hear and get a sense of the character behind the person which is going to be behind that, uh, pulling that lever to vote for them in November. And November is coming up. It is coming up. And not only are we going to talk to the candidates, but I'm going to drill this home as well. Register to vote biblically. Register to vote biblically. Biblically. That's important. Okay. My listening friend, uh, stay tuned, buckle up, because we're going to be talking with people who you may be voting for very soon. You want to find out a little bit more behind the scenes about them, we will do that. Dran Reese, uh, uh, Robin Ellis, and Billy Alexander are with me, and uh, Salt and Light Council will be helping us forge this. So do not go away, because we will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. It's what I've been telling you about, my friends. It's time to uh, commit to uh, voting, but also to commit to voting wisely. Dren Reese, Salt and Light Council, is with me and some of the other Salt and Light Council peeps as well and other proponents of what God is doing in San Diego and beyond. Dren, we have uh, John Cox, who is the California governor candidate on the line. I don't want him to hold very long, but you had a comment that I want you to share to, to lead into John, and John will appreciate these statistics as well. Go ahead, Dren. Sure. Well, John knows about these statistics. We have 10% of the nation's Christians reside right here in, in California. In California. Yes, and that's 10%. about four, 14 million Christians, and half of them didn't even vote. Ooh. We could transform the state if we can get them out to vote. Wow. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. It and, is amazing. And my listening friend, you know other believers in, 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 in California who, who are of voting age and are registered or maybe need to register to vote. Imagine what we could do. God could take California back. And, and, and churches can register people to vote, and we have the tools and the training available for any church. But Ask. I want to get to our guest. Yes. And w- quickly, the website. For the Salt and Light Council, elections, uh, Salt and Light Council, C-O-U-N-C-I-L dot org, Salt and Light Council dot okay. org. A, a person whom you've known for a long time, do the introduction, Dran Reese. Oh, I will. Well, John, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, John Cox uh, lives really down the street from me, <laughs> so this is pretty much a miracle that oh. I have someone from my own yes. district and in my neighborhood. Yes. John Cox, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. 
Great, great to be with you. Thanks, it's Brandon. our pleasure. Oh, you're welcome. Well, you you have the the most lovely wife, Sarah, and we had a beautiful lunch for her at my home. Oh, my gosh. She's amazing. Well, John, I'm so grateful that you're here, but I want to ask you, you know, you're coming into a very unusual position, and you are a miracle of God in this top two state uh, vote-getters, and it's, it's a miracle that you even got the number of votes that you did, and we need you to win this election. Number one, because you are a man of faith and you signed the Family First Pledge, but what can you do for our state? Well, the biggest thing, Dran, is, you know, the, the state has become incredibly unaffordable for most people. Uh, the cost of uh, living in this state is the worst in the country. The highest cost of housing, the highest cost of gasoline, the highest cost of water, electricity. Uh, the state is mismanaged uh, in so many ways. Our schools are a disgrace, uh, 47th in the nation, and what they put in the public school uh, curriculum, even as young as fourth or fifth grade with what they're teaching them about sex, is just incredibly horrendous. And, of course, we've got a state legislature that is, you know, dominated by, you know, some of the most basest elements in society, and really doesn't reflect the vast majority of people in the state. And, and I think that's something we've, we've got to get a legislature. That, one of the big things that I'm going to be working on after I'm governor is to get a legislature that reflects the people, reflects our values, reflects our desires, uh, reflects making uh, a difference with integrity and, and ethics. And, you know, as we can see from the you know, the amount of uh, criminal convictions and other things in the state legislature. We do not have a state legislature that reflects the values of our people. And, you know, one of the great, you know, reforms I'm going to try to work on is to is to get a state legislature that reflects us. You know, John, you've said something that really resonates, I'm sure, with all of the listeners. This state does not reflect who we are. And what this legislature continues to do to us in this state is Wait, what do you mean to say, Dren, is this, the legislature, the government of California does not honestly represent the true heart cry of Californians? Yes. I mean, they're passing legislation that has nothing oh. to do with uh, promoting family values, uh, helping us to run our businesses, to have an economic, stable society, to afford our houses. Just what John Cox was saying. John, let me ask you a question. When you get into, when you get into office... Yes. How are you going to deal with this when the legislature is overwhelmingly going to be against anti, against yeah, family values yeah. and uh, freedom in this well, state? Well, I'm certainly going to use my executive authority, and I'll have a line item veto. But, you know, I think really and truly what I've got to start working on day one is an effort in reforming the way our legislature is elected. Uh, as you know, Dran, I have an idea for something called a neighborhood legislature that would, would elect representatives from the neighborhoods of the state all across the state and would get away from the pay-to-play, the influence peddling, the lobbyists that just absolutely have a stranglehold in our state legislature. And you know, Yeah, that, I, that I know your system. Thing. I'm going to just say that with that system, your neighborhood legislature, that's going to bring more of uh, the community into being involved in our legislature, and that, I think, is sorely needed in this state. John, I want you to tell the people, we only have a limited time with you, and I'm going to appreciate you being here. 
What do you think are the biggest concerns of all the ones you've mentioned that the people of this state would like to see fixed and that you can help turn this state around with? Well, the biggest difference is going to be in the cost of living, uh, building homes and, and bringing down the cost of houses, bringing down the, the cost of rent, uh, bringing down the gasoline cost. You know, I'm the leader of the gas tax repeal, and that's going to have an impact. Uh, I think, you know, secondly, I, I think it's education, giving parents more of an input, uh, making sure that we have support for charter schools, making sure that we have support for local school boards, that we don't have edicts coming down from Sacramento, uh, and that we encourage things like homeschooling and other avenues uh, so that parents get more of a control and more power over their, you know, education, their children. And then, of course, the values of this state uh, have, have got to be reflected in our governor and our uh, legislature. And, you know, as, as you mentioned, you know, I'm a man of faith and I believe in, you know, values of, of home and, and hearth and, and, you know, ethics and integrity. And, and those are values that are sorely missing in Sacramento where, you know, people want to impose, you know, their values on us. Uh, you know, we've seen that time and time again. Uh, I, I, I want to make sure that community and, and you know, uh, family is represented in, in Sacramento. And I, I think it's long overdue. And frankly, we haven't had a governor candidate in, in decades that would really reflect those values. And this is the opportunity, you know, that we have this year. And, and I, I certainly hope that, that, that voters and especially Christian voters uh, wake up to that fact and get involved and, and get this uh, election decided in our favor. Very good. John Cox, Kaz here. I'm not going to take the role of a broadcaster, announcer, and a person that's asking you those questions from that perspective. I'm going to take the role of a concerned citizen, okay, in San Diego, California, and in the state of California. We, there's, there, Dran gave some statistics about how many people of faith live in California, and that if we uh, took this seriously, we could impact this statewide election, not only in the gubernatorial area, but in, in the different districts and, and different council men and women as well, we can impact that significantly. So let me ask you, I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and let me ask you this from a Christian perspective, how can San Diegans and Californians be who believe in God be praying for you? Just just very briefly in about a minute. Yeah, uh, We're not going to be praying for about pray, a minute, but I mean, you have about family. a minute to tell us. <laughs> yeah, well, pray for my family, pray for our health and safety, and, and frankly, pray that ears all across the state will be opened up to listen to what I have to say and, and that people will, you know, get involved. Uh, we have to get off the couch. We have to get involved. We have to register to vote. We have to exercise our vote, and uh, this is the opportunity uh, of a lifetime. You know, my opponent, Gavin Newsom, uh, represents everything that's opposed to to what we believe, and so you know you've got a clear, clear choice in this election, and you know uh, I, there's there's no excuses. There are absolutely no excuses. If we want a government that reflects us and reflects our values and reflects uh, the goodness of of all of us, uh, we we have to get involved. Uh, you know we will be made to care. Uh, this the state legislature is making us care. Yes. And we have, to, we have to exercise our rights and, and, and take, uh, take our government back. Very good. John. John. Very good. John Cox, don't you appreciate it, Dren? Oh, I do, John. God bless you. You have said nothing that doesn't resonate with the voters here in California, and I do pray that you would listen up and you 
re-listen to what John Cox just told you. John, I want to thank you so much for joining us. And to end this, I'm just going to say this. In the name of Jesus, we pray for your family that you will be safe, that the Lord will bless you in this endeavor. And thank you so much for stepping up. Lord, thank you that you equip this man to go forward for the state of California and for the people themselves that have been groaning under the heavy hand of the last decades of leadership. So we pray for a refreshing spirit and for your hand of anointing to be on John. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. John Cox, thank you, you, John Cox, for spending a segment with us. We are honored to have you. And uh, go do it. And we just pray that uh, God's kids stand behind you and beside you. So, John Cox, thanks Thank for you. joining us on this segment. Thank, Thank you, John. God bless it's you. Pleasure. God bless my, you. My, my listening friend, well, we've only scratched the surface. More people running for office that you need to hear about and know about on Come Together San Diego. And guess what? We will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And I, I thought it would be appropriate to give a shofar blast because shofars say, pay attention about what's going to happen because it's important things going on. And my friend, here we are with Salt and Light Council. And uh, biblically speaking, there's some major things going on. Dran Reese, uh, the founder of Salt and Light Council, good to have you with us. And we have some people on the line. Why don't you take, take, take control here and, and pass it along however you want. I will. And to start with, I want to remind uh, the listeners to look up voting information. Every All of these candidates that you're hearing from today and the issues can yes. be found on Salt and Light Council, C-O-U-N-C-I-L dot org. Now, I want to actually toss this over to Robin, Robin Ellis. Ellis. Yeah. And so, Robin, you want to introduce our first? Uh, sure. So in this segment, we have Morgan Murtaugh, who is running for the 51st um, Congressional District. And then we'll have uh, Hector Gastelum also, who is running for the mayor of Chula Vista. But first, Morgan, we'll do ladies first. Uh, Morgan is the youngest person in the United States running uh, for Congress, yes. and uh, we're excited. She's actually in my district, Yes, and we just thank you because when we get John in office, we need to bring him some leadership that's going to support and back him up. So we thank you, Morgan, and I want to ask you, uh, what has caused you at such a young age to want to step into a role like this? Now, we know it's a big sacrifice and um, an uphill uh, fight, so tell us, tell the listeners um, your heart. Before you do, Morgan, good to have you with us on the show. This is Kaz. Tell us what the, the number of this district and the, and the people it serves, what part of the county it serves. Morgan? Yes, of course. Hi. Hello, everyone. My name is Morgan Murtaugh. I am uh, currently a congressional candidate for California's 53rd district, currently held by Representative Susan Davis. And uh, she's been holding that seat since its inception. (laughs) A long time. Yeah. So I decided to run for office because, quite frankly, I was very upset with the state of affairs in Washington, D.C. What we've been seeing in D.C. are are career politicians who care more about serving the wants and needs, the selfish wants and needs of special interest groups and themselves, 
over the wants and needs of their district. They've Mm. lost sight of what it truly means to be a public servant. And I, as someone born and raised in San Diego, it upsets me because that what it means to be a public servant, it means to serve the people you are elected to represent and make sure that you are doing everything in their best interest, not your own. Yes. Robin, what thoughts? Uh, Well, Morgan, this is Dran. Hey, I want to ask you a quick question. As I was looking at your bio, I noticed that you have a very varied bio. You you worked for the U.S. Navy. You went to college, uh, George Washington, but you also did something for the people. You worked as an Uber driver. You, you you were a karaoke DJ. I mean, this is just grassroots. Yes. So how does all of this impact you as a candidate for office? Before you do, I want you to, re- when you answer this question, I want you to couch it like this, Morgan. Uh, other people are just doing what they think are kind of everyday kind of jobs. They, too, can d- do, get the revelation that you did and run for something, some office, because uh, God wants us to, to fulfill his calling through us. So, Morgan, lay it on us. Exactly. So, I mean, I've done pretty much every job under the sun. I've worked as a sales representative. I've been a nanny. I've been an Uber driver. I was a karaoke DJ in San Diego. I worked on Capitol. I interned on Capitol Hill. Worked for the Navy. I started my own business when I was 19. I've done a lot of things. But what that has taught me is that, you know, these are all just stepping stones along my path to help make an impact on the world. And I, w- I hope that through my candidacy, I can encourage ev- young people especially to step up and start speaking their truth because the fact of the matter is young people are going to be the future. And if young people don't start stepping forward and getting these career politicians out of office, then What's going to happen? Oh, my. Yes. Let let me say, my listening friend, you need to know the 53rd District, which is now under the domain of Democrat Susan Davis, includes these elements of San Diego County, eastern portions of Chula Vista, western portions of El Cajon, central and eastern portions of the city of San Diego, as well as eastern suburbs such as Bonita, La Mesa, Lemon Grove, and Spring Valley. If any of those uh, are areas in which you reside, this is your lady of the 53rd <laughs> District, Morgan Murtaugh. So, Dran, any further thoughts? Well, Morgan, I just uh, want to commend you, number one, for stepping up at such a young age. So God bless you. And yes, you would be an influence to other young people in that uh, coming out to protect our freedom. This is what you say is you're going to stand on defending our individual liberty. And I don't think your generation actually understands what liberty is all about and what has been fought for in this country. Yes. So No, they don't, it's, which is clearly represented by all the support that we're seeing come out of New York right now. People have lost sight of what it truly means to be an American, what it truly means to have individual liberty and those God-given rights. And it's, it's very sad. Okay, Morgan, I'm going to let you have the last word by giving your website, but you better spell out your last name. (laughs) (laughs) Smith, is that right? right? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. Okay, everyone, if you want to help volunteer, we need all the volunteers we can get. This is truly a grassroots campaign. Or if you can donate anything at all, my website is Morgan Murtaugh, M-U-R-T-A-U-G-H, or if you're a fan of the movie Lethal Weapon. That's how you spell it, morganmurtaugh.com, and you can definitely volunteer or donate right straight on the website. Very good. And, Dran, thank you 
And uh, Robin, thank you for bringing Morgan on. Morgan, remember, 53rd District, my friend, when it's time to vote, pull that lever, because Morgan appreciates (laughs) it. Thank you, Morgan, for joining us. And who else do we have on this segment? Morgan, a pleasure. And next we have um, Hector Gastelum running for mayor of Chula Vista. I've just recently met both these candidates and heard them speak and uh, thought it would be great to get them a voice here in San Diego and get some recognition. So, Hector, welcome to the show. Hector, I need to tell you... Hector, this is Kaz. I, I spend much of my young life in Chula Vista, Hilltop High School, and did a lot of things there. So uh, i love to hear that uh, you're running for mayor of Chula Vista. Chula Vista is a wonderful place. Uh, Dran, you want to ask a question or two? Well, Hector? sure, sure. Hector, how are you, how's your leg, number one? <laughs> I am walking. I just had a minor setback as far as just a lot of pain this past couple of days, but I'm in a much better place where it was at the, when you had the content of character series. What a great event. Very good. It just got to push through the pain. You know what, Hector? This show is filled with Christians listening. And so what we're going to do is, while we're going through this interview with you, uh, my listening friend, be praying for Hector uh, Gastelum. He is running for not only the, the Chula Vista mayoral, mayoral position, but he's also in the process of being healed. So show, pray God's power upon him even now. Go ahead, Dren. Okay, so Hector, let me ask you a question. Um, you're running for mayor of Chula Vista, and you are Hispanic, and you are a Christian. So how does both your being a Hispanic and a Christian impact you in your decisions as you chose to run for this office? And we have a, just a few minutes to talk, Hector. You know, the, the, closer, I be, the closer I've been to politics, the closer and more conservative I've become because it goes back to my roots. Here in Chula Vista, for example, we have a Planned Parenthood that I am committed to closing by putting the same regulations that they put on us in other avenues. I, as a, as a conservative, I am committed because this, and this is something that we have candidates that are pro-life. I don't think we've ever seen a candidate more pro-life like me in the sense that in my candidate statement, I say, I am committed to closing the racist eugenics organization here in Chula Vista, Planned Parenthood. And we're going to do it, and I am very committed, not just to the social, because I'm a social conservative, but also fiscal conservative. We have to be conservative all around. Very good, Hector. Well, the social issues actually impact the fiscal issues, so thank you so very much for saving the babies and caring about uh, closing down uh, abortuaries like Planned Parenthood. My, my. I'll tell you what, Hector, uh, you know, when they, when a person is in an elevator, they only have a certain limited time to tell the story. Give us your very brief elevator speech here, Hector, about uh, voting for you as um, the mayoral choice in Chula Vista, California. Hector? Well, I hope this elevator goes to a high rise. Uh, but, you know, I am committed, working tirelessly to create jobs in Chula Vista. I want people to live, work, and play here in Chula Vista. Right now, Chula Vista is just not business friendly. It's not. I, I, I spoke with a with a business owner. Beautiful pizza, delicious pizza. It took them one and a half years from beginning to end to start their business. We need to become business friendly so that we can create jobs for ourselves, for our families, for our neighbors. We need people to live, 
work and play here in Chula Vista. Yes. And I'm that guy that's going to bring about that change as well as closing that racist Planned Parenthood organization. Come so on, you can Hector. have a conservative fiscal and social. Yes. Give us a website quickly, Hector Castell. VoteForHector.com. <laughs> Good. That last name is too much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Hector, thank you very much for joining us. My listening friend, I hope you're getting a good cross-section of things that are going on in San Diego. Hector, God bless you, and we're praying for that leg, but we're also praying for God to intervene in your campaign as well. My friend, thank uh, you. it's a thank pleasure, you, Hector. Hector. You know, my friend, it's a, it, refreshing to me to see that there's some believers throughout uh, California, but also in San Diego County, that are taking their stand. And you too, my friend, during next elections, you can do the same thing. So we're going to be right back. We've got another uh, person that's running for office that we want to talk uh, to. And uh, we've only just begun, my friend. Come Together San Diego and uh, Salt and Light Council and even Limitless Realms International Ministries. All of us are ganging up with you to share God's heart with you and through you. Come Together San Diego. We'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And we're back, and I hope that you uh, realize that uh, you're getting a real uh, cross-section of people uh, that have the Judeo-Christian values, not only running in, in San Diego County, but running for uh, federal office, too. I mean, in, in, for the U.S. Congress, are you kidding me? And also uh, governor, of, uh, or ca- governor of California. I mean, you're getting a good cross-section, let us just say. Our next guest, I'm going to let uh, Dran take th- this away. But before we do, this person, Juan Hidalgo, uh, is running for the 51st Congressional District seat. And let me just tell you where the 51st Congressional District uh, seat is. It, it covers uh, areas of Imperial County and the extreme southern portions of San Diego County. And it also uh, runs across National City and Chula Vista and El Centro as well. So if you live in any one of those areas this is the guy for you, a conservative voice. Dran Reese with the Salt and Light Council. Juan, hello. Go. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Dries. How are you doing? It's great to be with you guys today. You're well, well, we're glad to have you. And I'm going to toss this actually over to one of the people that's working on your campaign and oh, they deserve this okay. time with you. This is Robin Ellis. Let me Robin. just let me just say we and during the break. Thank you. During the break, one she said, "Yes, I'm, 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 I'm helping him in every, every way I can. I'm driving cars. I'm, uh, you know, I'm knocking. On, I'll be knocking on doors. I'll do whatever it takes. It's good yeah. to have people like that in your campaign, isn't it?" Yes, it is, and we need plenty more. <laughs> so all they got to do is contact us at EvaluateForCongress.com or Facebook. Where we we need more people always. So. Uh, Robin and Kaz, thanks for having us on. You're welcome. As yeah. well, so. Yeah. Okay, Robin. So, welcome, Juan. I, I got to hear Juan thanks, speak, Robin. and um, it was like, I don't know, at the very beginning, you know, it was before his nomination, his, his you know, he, he hadn't won the seat yet uh, in the Republican, and uh, he needed people to, to volunteer and yeah. to make phone calls and mm-hmm. to go hold banners, and you know what? Mm-hmm. It it just takes one person. That's right. It just takes one person, mm-hmm. a couple hours it all if we all do it we can make a difference and we yep. are making a difference i've seen juan yep. and his his uh, group grow and people he speaks i see him speak people listen they want to they believe in him yes. they believe in him yeah, he's God. a retired Praise sergeant God. major 
a devout mm. believer, and um, he grew up in the area in so, National City. So, Robin, what would be the key question you'd like to ask him? So, I've heard you, but let, let the people know, Juan, why you chose uh, National City, why you cho- chose the border. Yeah. What, what's your heart there for um, your people there and, and your commitment? 51st District. 51st, Well, yes. first, you know, first of all, it always comes down to God, Jesus first. So I'm a, I, I make no qualms about saying that. I know some people get upset, and actually, I always, always put Jesus first. I typically don't even do work on Saturday today. And we're about 30 minutes before uh, I would start working again, but only because you guys are a Christian radio show am I even talking to you guys today. So Jesus first, okay? And Jesus showed me I needed to run again. I needed to run again because of this wonderful and great country that I've been able to serve for mm-hmm. my entire adult life. I spent 31 and a half years in the United States Marine Corps, yes. and I worked at all levels, executive level. And when I got ready to retire, people started encouraging me to run. You know, they said, you have the education, you have the background, you have the, the, the experience. Why don't you put it to something that you can continue to surface? You know what? If I am, I'm going to go back and run for the district in which I grew up. I yes. want to give back to that district. And it's a lot bigger even than you mentioned, Cass. It goes all the way up to Elkhorn Boulevard. It goes to Logan Heights. It my, goes my. to... Shelton is very large, all the way to Imperial Valley, San Ysidro, and, you know, uh, Boulevard, Campo. It is a huge yes, district, it is. but yes, it's it time, is. it is time that we put God-fearing men and women back in Congress. Preach it, brother. That's what I, you know, <laughs> not these people, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a everyday Christian. I'm not a um, uh, campaigning Christian, and they're out there. They're out there that say, hey, you know, I believe in Jesus. And then you find out all these other yeah, weird come things. On. I'm, a, I'm complete, and you please check me out, people. I'm, yes. a, I'm Dran, Dran Reese is consistent, and she knows that they know this, uh, Dran and uh, Robin. And the fact is we have to put people in there that will be a Christian all the time. <laughs> good, and good, I put good. Jesus well, first, Dran. and not like the guy, not like the guy that's in there right now. Okay, he's a <laughs> do-nothing politician. <laughs> he is a do who says well, he believes in, he's a Catholic. So the one, one, the one that's in office, the incumbent, has been in there for quite a long time. Now, I want to make sure well, he, that the listening audience, hold on one second, Juan, because this is really important. Mm-hmm. Your, both of your names, first names are Juan. And this right, is going to be confusing right. for people when they go to the polls. So that we've got to make sure that people understand yeah. that your last name is Hidalgo. Hidalgo. Yes, I'm going to make it easier. The yeah. right one. Okay? The right one. <laughs> Praise God. Juan, I want to ask you a question. We only have a couple of minutes, and I, I really want you to focus in on your community and what you're going to do. Right, uh, right. So, Juan right. Hidalgo, with an H. What's the number H, one concern? Yes, like a Marine. I'm the and only you're Marine gonna... on there. I'm uh, the only Marine on there. So look for Marine, and that's the guy you want to vote for. Well, that, that alone is a good reason to vote for you, because you served your country. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness, this yeah. is what we need more. But real quick, I want to know, what is the number one concern? For your community and what mm. is you know because these people have been in office for a long time is anything getting any better no, no what is the number one concern for your community the number one concern for my the district is jobs mm. and it's an appalling this the the country was at 3.8 uh, a couple of weeks ago now our district is at 11 percent unexcusable and this guy mm. does nothing doesn't care about it. he wants to keep people in poverty he's a poverty pimp he wants to keep you in poverty so that you can be dependent on him. Terrible. You're, are also, you saying that just in one in your district that you're at eleven percent unemployment rate? Eleven percent, and, and, and okay, areas are higher, of course. That's almost at depression levels. 
Yeah, okay, so one, one for, for how do we fix that in your community to bring more jobs back? You get oh, how do we fix? Simple. We're gonna make we're gonna get less government intrusion. You're always gonna have to have regulation, but not to the point that it is right now. We have to bring that. Uh, we have to incentivize people to come back to the to the district instead of sending them to Mexico, sending them to center out of the country, state. We bring them back to San Diego and, and to the district, and we can do that. When okay, when that, you say incentivize, Juan, when you say incentivize, incentivize businesses, so does yeah. that mean that you yeah. are going to re, uh, reduce some of the restrictions that are paralyzing them from being in business now? Absolutely. You're going to help them to get through this, the system a lot faster and uh, make real estate available to businesses to, to open up new Absolutely. jobs? We'll do what we from the federal level. We should be trying to do that instead of just yes. saying it's none of my business. We got to work that. And this guy also, the bigger thing with him is he says he's a Christian and he supports abortion. I'm 100 percent pro-life all the time. Wow. So well, those type of people that say they're Christians and they believe in abortion. Nonsense. I don't see how you can do that. Come on. Juan Hidalgo, uh, Congress 51st District. We're running out of time here, but we want to thank you. Something like council. I appreciate you. them for bringing people like Please. you to the fore. Thank you, guys. And one, yes. uh, the correct one, so to speak. Yes, uh, 51st the right one is... Go- <laughs> Please go to hildographercongress.com, uh, Facebook, check us out. And we just started a new thing, 51 for the 51st. You can <laughs> contribute $51 because it does take money to win it. Uh, and you know, Juan, actually... Gonna I'm going to go on your behalf on that one. All of these candidates need help financially, so please consider supporting them. Juan, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us on Come Together. God bless you too, sir. Dran and the uh, Salt and Light Council peeps, uh, how how remarkable it is. Thank you for spending this hour with us and opening our eyes. And one more time, how people can find out more when it comes time to vote quickly, and then we have to say goodbye, my friends. Sure. We want to get everybody registered to vote out there that's a Christian. You can register to vote on our website at the Salt. It's Salt and Light Council, C-O-U-N-C-I-L dot org. Look for the voting and election tools. My friends, we're out of time. Uh, Thank you to Billy Alexander, Limitless Realms International Ministries, and I I really appreciate Salt and Light Council, Dran Reese, and Robin Ellis. Thank you guys for joining me. We've got more coming next week. Can hardly wait to talk with you again. See you then. God bless you. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.